What's up, everybody? Uh, this, welcome to the Burnout Brighter podcast. I uh, have some bad news. I'm actually here alone today. Um, Darren and, and Destiny don't want to do the show anymore, so uh, this is actually going to be the last episode. I thank you guys for sticking around, and uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> April Fool's Beaches. Welcome back to the Burnout Brighter Podcast, episode 31. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Destiny. Hey, hey, hey. And Darren. Hello. They are here. That was just some tomfoolery. Some that was, foolery tom. That's what we call in the show business, yanking your mother. I'm going to do this till the day I die. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Oh, speaking of mothers. Good. Nice segue. Darren. Oh my God, Darren! Oh, no. Your mom. Your mom. <laughs> yeah. I. She's. I just hope she knows that I will be the best daughter-in-law she will ever have. <laughs> my mom is a wonderful person. She's, she's so very sweet. Yeah. That, that comment was really sweet. It was. Darren. Darren shared some info about the podcast, and she made. She left a lovely comment. So, Mrs. Boulay, shout out. Thank you so much. Shout out to Mrs. Boulay. We love. We love the love. <laughs> We love the love. Okay, well, guys, welcome back. This is our first show together in a room outside of, like, that one drunk podcast in over a month. Yeah. I know. Coronavirus still fucking sucks, but Destiny, you and I are back together at work, and Darren, I see you enough that we're like, fuck it, might as well get back in the same room together. Yeah, I'll, I'll be starting work soon, soon too. And Certain. Just, we're just Certain. not going to do our uh, pre-show and post-show makeouts anymore. Yeah. Um, at least not for now. <laughs> At least not for now. Uh, today on the show, we're going to be talking about a quarantine gaming toolkit, some different games that we think might be good for you and your mental health or whatever else, mm-hmm. while you, some of the stuff that you can play while you're stuck inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about the remaster Mario rumors. The remaster Rumors in there, and I got caught up on it. And we're going to close out with a bit of a talk on the Nintendo Direct Mini, which came out of motherfucking nowhere. Yeah, fun fact, actually, this new Mario game is going to feature uh, Ryu Hayabusa from the Dead or Alive series. I thought it was going to focus on Remind that New Kingdom Hearts DLC. I think both of those are true, actually. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a hard story to follow. This is Nintendo's first foray into a Mario game with a very deep, complex plot. I heard that they're cutting Mario's half of his head clean off, and he's just going to continue the rest of the game with half a face. No, he didn't need it. Without it, he jumps higher. The, the big question is which half of the face is going. The, we don't know. No, we don't. I'm so lost right now. <laughs> Uh, well, par for the course when Dan and I go off on a fucking random ass tangent. Uh, as always, let's get let's start off with a bit of random questioning. Darren, mm. fuck. Mm. If <laughs> if mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. to pick mm-hmm. your top gaming house, Ooh. that's not Animal Crossing. Oh, it can't be like a house that like you designed or made, mm. like like a Sims house or some shit. It has to be like a pre-existing house. Okay. Which house is your favorite to smush in? Wait, what's smushing? I'm just kidding. I like sex. (laughs) What house would you want to live in? Which gaming house would be your favorite gaming house to live in? Okay, am I allowed to do things to the house? Like, renovate it in some way or change it? You can change it up to 10%. That's a lot. Take that as you will. Whether that means, like, 
the floors or like whatever, but like you can't take like the Resident Evil Seven house and make it like into a beautiful fucking mansion. It oh, has to, I like, can't like can I take like the enemies out. Sure, yeah, like the spirit of the house has to stay intact. Okay, um, then I'm pix I'm pixing. I'm pixing the Spencer Mansion from Resident Evil One. The Spencer Mansion from Resident Evil. The Spencer okay. Mansion from Resident Evil One. Isn't it all decrepit and stuff? No, that mansion is actually like dope. It's not falling in the apart game? in the game. Yeah, when you're playing the game, it's actually like a fully functioning mansion. The only problem is there's zombies in it. Uh, the. <laughs> I'm sorry, I broke up fully functioning house. <laughs> fully functioning mansion. Uh, with uh, but there's just zombies in it. So if you take out the zombies and the monsters, you've got like a fantastic mansion. And the reason that I want that one and not oh, like I the guess Resident Evil right. one. It is a nice house. Yeah, uh, the reason I'm picking that one too other than the Resident Evil 7 one is because this one has like a bunch of like, yeah, well the Resident Evil 7 mansion has like actual like holes in floors and things like that. Right. This mansion is fine and it's got like secret passageways yeah. so I could have fun like exploring and playing hide and seek with people in the mansion. So, like, this mansion, <laughs> does it have like running water and electricity? Uh, it does. The lights are on in a bunch of rooms. Did you check the I toilets? Oh, I didn't check the toilets. Because what if there's no running water and you just spent your 10% getting rid of the enemies? Shoot. And you know the property Wait, tax... why would you get a house with enemies in it? Well, he's removing the enemies. I, I'm spending my 10% change on removing the but enemies. But I'm just like, I don't know. It just seems like a waste. Like, why would you get a house if you knew there were enemies in it? Because he's saying, like, the rest of the house is dope enough. If you take the enemies out... You're golden. You don't need anything. I'll just call Jill and Chris oh, to come and clean. Just use an outhouse then. Oh, well, there. Yeah, I could just. I'll create a drop toilet until I earn enough money Get to renovate. Get a compost toilet. There you go. Ooh, compost toilet. Compost. Man, I can Poist. talk today. Moist. Uh, talking yeah. is fun. Uh, okay, cool. Good answer, Darren. Mm-hmm. I I had a tingly feeling that you picked something from Resident Evil. That's why you're like not the Resident Evil Seven one because yeah. you have to fix it. But Resident Evil One one works. Yeah. I know which mansion I would have picked, what? but that wasn't my question. I would like to know what mansion you'd pick. Lord Croft's mansion. Oh, that's actually my number two. Yeah, you can put the enemies back in. There's yeah, no but there's, there, there are no enemies. But actually, in Underworld, there are enemies. That's true. In the mansion, but like... In, in the underworld, bowels. she has like a no. dope like parkour gym, yeah. and she has like a whole bunch of like everything. an armory, and it's and, like, been blown up, and then they just rebuild that yeah. shit. I was so, my number two. That yeah. was definitely my number two. I was gonna pick the Avengers Mansion. No, I guess it's it, it is in it's a in video games. game. Yeah. It's in games, man. I'm just saying. All right, Destiny. Yeah. Double fuck. <laughs> if you yeah had to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hold on, I'm going to land on something in a second. I can feel it bubbling. If you bubble, bubble. had to mm-hmm. take mm-hmm. Wario okay. out on a date, yes, and you have to make it like a bomb-ass date. Like, you have to make it like a great date. You, you can't make an attempt. But you then can't... I would have to know what kind of stuff he was into to make it a good date for him, and I don't know. Okay, but just, you know the, you know who the character is. You know the general feeling of the character. He's greedy. He likes garlic. He farts a okay, lot. Okay, so we would go to an Italian place for food, like an all-you-can-eat Italian place, and then we would go to Las Vegas. Ooh. Ooh that's actually pretty good. Damn. Damn. Darren, what would you do for a, Wallo- for a Wario date night um i besides feeding him your car would just hide i would hide i don't i i i play hide and seek in my mansion i think he would like that and he could just steal some stuff from my mansion because he'll probably do that anyways he'd enjoy it cool 
Good. That's actually a good answer. I don't know about you, Destiny, but I actually have a good question. Like a legitimate. Okay. But we'll ask both of them. Okay. It's been a while. Yeah. All right. Fuck. Okay. Here we go. So you go. You go go, first. I'll go first. Okay. To keep the April Fools. Day theme going. I want to ask you, uh-huh. like, from all the different like gaming websites and companies that have done things over April Fools. Do you have like a favorite April Fools Day joke that's related to like you know a gaming website or a game company or something like that? Um. Okay. Let's put that one on pause as I look up because I can't remember off the top of my head a lot of them. Mm-hmm. So let me look it up quick and I'll give you your answer. That I'm gonna go to Destiny's question and then I'll come back to answer yours as I okay look at this. Go on. Okay. So my question is, if you had to create an item, like a new drink or a new mm. type of candy, what would it be, and what character would you use as your mascot for said item? That's cool. I like that question. Okay, so this is what happens when you guys think about shit. Um, <laughs> um, I would make... I would make cotton candy, Okay. And my mascot would be Kirby. You did Kirby last time for the sex toys, too. Oh, did I? Yes. I literally just went, like, pink, (laughs) round, Kirby, (laughs) cotton candy. Okay, fine, I'll change it. I would make... Kirby does make a great mascot. I would make make Eevee Tails. Like, you know, like, beaver tails? Mm -hmm. Like, in Canada, we have beaver tails. Like, like, it's like a treat. It's Mm -hmm. like, and they can come with, like, Nutella or bananas or sugar or whatever. And because Eevee has so many different evolutions, there can be different Eevee tails, different flavors, depending, like, oh, I want the Vaporeon, and that can have, like, mint and other shit on it. That's actually a good idea. Yeah. That's cool. So I'd make Eevee tails. See, it didn't even take you that long to come up with it. Yeah, I just needed to stall for a little bit as you guys bitched about Kirby. (laughs) Um, My favorite, I'm going to, okay... My favorite prank is actually one that Sega did last year. They released a turn-based Yakuza. Oh yeah! April Fool's prank, right? Like Yakuza, the series is known for its like brawler combat. Like you just literally beat the shit out of people. So last year they're like, "Haha, joke! We're making like a turn-based Yakuza game," and everybody was like, "That's pretty funny," and like that'd be pretty cool. And then, like, a few months later, they announced that it was the actual next Yakuza <laughs> game. It was a real gameplay for yeah. so like, They just dropped it on April Fool's Day to fuck with people and then officially unveiled it a few months later being like, no, that was the actual game. <laughs> so, like, I love that because, like, not only is it funny on its surface level of, it's like, actually ha- genius. like, ha-ha yeah. turn-based Yakuza, but then they actually are have released it in Japan, are releasing it in the West, and it actually looks fucking dope. So, like... yeah. That's probably my favorite one just because... They could put, like, poke fun of themselves doing it, too, because they know it's such, like, a silly idea, but, like, people are really enjoying it, I hear, too. Yeah, I've it's heard, supposed to be a good I've game. I've heard it's fantastic. Dan, what about you? Is there any, any of them come to mind? Um, I know a classic that I think is kind of... Um, I, the production values weren't great, and it was very obvious to guess that it was a joke, but I still like that they actually went through with it. IGN one year made a trailer for The Legend of Zelda movie. And, like, a live-action Zelda movie that they created from scratch, and they tried to play it off as, like, look, a Zelda movie was announced. But, like, it was obvious it wasn't real, but just, the like, the effort that they put into it is really awesome, and the trailer's actually dope. The trailer's actually really good. I do remember that one. That was the, the first one that my mind went to, but I had a feeling when I asked you that would be what you picked, so I was like, <laughs> I'm going to go find something else. Um, yeah, it actually looked great, and I was like, I would watch this. Like, I wouldn't be horrendously opposed to this actually yeah. being a real thing. Yeah, it was pretty cool. All right, well, good questions, guys. Good questions, me. Self high five. <laughs> let's let's talk about a little bit about what we've been up to. Destiny, what's new? What's going on? Um, so you know, 
staying inside and starting work and playing some new games. I went on to Apple Arcade because, like, nobody has been going to Apple Arcade. (laughs) (laughs) So I've been going to Apple Arcade and trying out some new games. Um, I tried out this really cute game. I'm afraid it's going to make noise because I just want to make sure I have the right name for it. But basically, it's the story about this little boy, and he's a game creator. Yep, yep, sorry, 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 sorry. Just making sure everybody's awake out there. Um, It's about this little boy, and he's, like, in eighth grade. He's, like, 14, and he wants to be a game developer. And so he's creating a game, and his biggest fan is his seven-year-old little brother. And so, like, you make this game, and then the little boy gets to play it, but because he hasn't finished the game, he has to go in as, like, the bad guys... So, like, the gameplay is really interesting because you have to keep Hiroshi, which is the little boy, you have to keep him enthralled and excited about the game. So you pick out the lineup of the enemies that he has to face. What is this game called? Were you able to check the name? No, because it made music. Takashi and Hiroshi? Takashi and Hiroshi. Okay. I'll try and look it up. Go on. sounds really cool. It is really cool. Takashi and Hiroshi is exactly what it is. Yes. And, um... What really got me is that, like, the cutscenes are all done by, um, what's it called? Um, it's, like, animation, but it's not 3D. Cel-shaded? No. Um, it's... 2D. No. <laughs> it's, like, The Nightmare Before Christmas. It's, like, puppeteering, but oh, it's not... Stop motion. Stop motion. It's all stop motion. So all the cutscenes are stop motion. It's a really cute game, and I think there's, like, maybe ten chapters of it. So as you go, he creates more like monsters for him to face, and yeah, he's uh, he's also really sick. Like Hiroshi's sick, and he's in the hospital mm-hmm. back and forth. So like, there's a whole like story. But uh, yeah, I started playing that. And that, that actually really sounds really dope. It's so cool. Uh, did you you said you have to pick up enemies for him? Did you like have to make him win? Like he has it, to win. So you have to make it really exciting and yes. hard for him, but like he has to always win. Yeah, at the end. you have to have that balance. If you lose, then you have to start over. True. So, That's cool. Yeah. So last time on the podcast, Destiny, when we were together, we, we made a pact. We made an agreement that you had to play a certain amount of Persona, and in exchange, I would watch Death Stranding. I feel like you cheated. <laughs> okay, no. Okay, no. Yes. Okay, but wait, we'll get to Death Stranding. Okay. We'll get to Death Stranding, but... What are your thoughts on Persona? Okay, so... Where are you now? I'm in the same place. You got to like 10 hours and just fucking put it down right there? <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? No. I got to like 14 hours. Oh, okay. Like 14 hours. But like, okay, I like the game and I like the gameplay and I like mm-hmm. the little stuff that you can do. Um, like going into the kitchen and fixing your lunch if there's enough stuff in the fridge and things like that. Mm-hmm. I don't like the dungeon-y feel of it because it's the same layout and then the same monsters for like eight floors and I get really bored. Yeah, the the levels in Persona 4 Golden, like the dungeon levels are uh, randomly generated outside of a sp- like few specific levels, mm. like all, like uh, like up uh, as you're climbing. Um, so yeah, I can totally understand that because it wasn't until like Persona Five that they actually started doing like preset dungeons. Yeah, yeah, right? it wasn't yeah. In Persona, Persona Five is when they actually had like full out dungeons built from the ground up. But for Persona Three and Four, they use randomly generated stuff outside of certain areas. So I do get that because sometimes for me too, it was kind of like, fuck me, like I have to get like seven floors up, and I know like I'm just gonna have to 
just fucking grind my way up there. Yeah, it wouldn't bother me if I knew that, like, I was, by the time I got up there, I would be <clears throat> high enough level to face whatever's up there, yeah. but I'm never high enough, and then I have to play through the dungeon, like, two or three times, and that I find really, like, just What monotonous. difficulty are you on? The normal one. I didn't change it. Whatever it said Whatever to. it said? Yeah. So, like, the first time I got up there and it was, like, I knew, like, once I got there, I knew I wasn't at high enough level, so I had to, like, go through and, like, do it a couple of times. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, all right, I got through that. Like, I hope that the next part of the game is going to be different. So I was really excited. And then when I got into it, it was, like, a sauna. And it was, like, mad fucking boring. Like, (laughs) The layout and everything, yeah. it's just a bunch of steamy rooms, and then you just run into things, and I was just like, everything else I love about the game, mm-hmm. that part I think is really boring, and I think that takes, for me, I feel like that takes up a lot of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, just the, and I don't mind grinding, because I've played RPGs where you have to grind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just like the same, like, five monsters. And all the floors look the same. And so I was just like... Yeah, the dungeon half of it... Like, because the game is pretty much, like, 50-50. Like, because there's a lot of dungeon at once, and then there's no dungeon for a while. And there's a lot of dungeon at once, and there's no dungeon for a while. And that, that, that cycle kind of repeats the game. So I completely understand that. Because, like, the game, especially on the dungeon crawling side, can at times feel dated. Um, because the game is, like, 14 years old. So, like... Oh, yeah, it came out on the PS2, right? Yeah, it's pretty old. it came out on the PS2. So, like, I completely understand that. But, like, I'm glad that you enjoyed the social aspect. Yeah, of it the social like, aspect is really cool. I'm just trying to get... Like, I feel like they're trying to push me towards one character to date. Like, the really annoying short-haired girl. Chie. Chie. Mm. And I was like, nah. nah. I'm trying to date the other one. <laughs> nah, I didn't go for Chie either. But it's like, you have to work up so much to get her. And then now I just feel like I could just play that aspect of the game. Yeah. Like, I don't even want to do the dungeon crawling but you have to do it i wonder if you could set the difficulty lower i don't remember if there's difficulty settings on it because then you could just dump down the difficulty on the dungeon stuff and then focus on the yeah i would rather focus check. on the story because yeah. i find that really interesting but the dungeon thing i'm just like it's a shame. Should i stop playing yeah they, they really did fix that aspect in persona 5 where each dungeon is like handcrafted and unique in all the rooms so see like, and that's nice because then you see something different going through like eight floors of the same shit yeah because that's the thing is even some of the dungeons will even have like different like the top layer and you'll get deeper and then it's like totally different like That's one dope. one level's like a mansion and you get under the mansion it's like a bank vault okay like, so what i what i'm was weirded out was the special monster or the rare monster did you get okay do you remember that like it runs away from you the gold the hand yeah the gold hand yeah yeah, yeah. what is that about you if you take it down you get a fuck ton of money and experience yes yeah but like, I can only take it down when I catch it off guard because then there's just one. But if there's yeah. three of them, they fuck you up and then they run oh, off. Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that wasn't in Persona 5. No, they're just a, there's a special type of monster that, like, when you take them down, you get, like, a bunch of money and experience. Oh, so it's but like they, a bonus thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're hard to take down if they it's are. more than one. Yeah, Persona yeah. 4 Golden, like, has difficulty levels. If you're playing on normal, you could easily drop it down to, like, easy or very easy just to, for, like, the... I might and, do that. And then just grind out. Because the, yeah. the dungeon sections, I, co- I completely get. Like, the dungeon sections for me, it was always, like, the first... Like, hour I was in it, I was like, fuck yeah. And then as I started being in there longer, I'd be like, okay, like, I just want to get to the next yeah. thing. So I could go back and do the stuff in the but world. But you should be proud of me, because I... Yeah, that's I a long time. I put in 14 hours. You did. I am proud of you. And um, I think the other part that's kind of weird to me, and I feel like they don't need, is the whole, like, merging of cards. Yeah, like, the... Because you, you get them later. 
Mm-hmm. The same cards. Yeah, it's just like an earlier way to get stuff, and like you can just uh, you can get like little boosts, boosts, bonuses. But see, stuff. in the beginning, they made that seem so important. Mm-hmm. I actually played through all of Persona Four Golden using my starter Persona with only like secondary ones around. Oh Which like God. in Persona Five, if you stuck with Arsene, it's not viable. No. In Persona Four, like, I gr- like I fucking bur- like grunted my way through it and got it done. Um, I did use some some side personas, but yeah, like you don't have to stick with only one persona. You don't have to like you don't have to fuse either. But like you can totally just stay with. Well, them. I did it just because they were like you should do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, because you will at least in Persona Five, which is the only one I can speak for. The fusion system actually does allow you to have stronger personas earlier. Yeah. Uh, so like you can like fuse them to have like specific moves so that they are like way stronger than the type you find in the wild. Okay, yeah. and another thing I didn't like was, um, sorry, I didn't mean to make this all about Persona. But <laughs> Matt's I'd, super happy about I'm, this. I'm glowing. <laughs> another thing I didn't like was, like, some of them had the same fucking, like, enchantments as the other ones, and it just felt, like, pointless. Like, why do I have two of the same thing that have, like, very sim- like, Dia, which was, like, heal, and then, like something else. Like, it was just, like, a bunch of the same, like, at the beginning, they were, they all had very similar... Yeah, yeah. Oh, enchantments, yeah. and I was like, "What's the point?" And I guess it's like if you merge them together, they would make something different. Yes, and that's the thing because like you can pick certain skills to carry over and stuff. So okay. like, and again, like something like Dia is like a healing spell, so it's meant to be like, if you're struggling, like use Dia to heal, kind of thing. Um, but no, I totally get it. Like the dungeon side of it is whatever. But like if you're enjoying the rest of it, I would tell you just to drop the difficulty. Yeah, in. I like the rest of it. I'm, I want to find out who's like. And okay, so one random part. Sorry, and then we can move on. <laughs> I'm not playing. <laughs> one random part is like this is I this blew my mind. Okay, so before they threw that bully into the TV or whatever, right? Uh-huh. And he was with that weird boy with the fucking hat. Nobody questioned the weird boy. I was like, what? Like, that didn't make any sense to me. They all, Everybody was like, we've never seen him before. I wonder where he's from. He was the last guy with the guy. Oh, my God. And nobody fucking is like, that's probably him. That's probably the person throwing people into the TV. Or he knows who's throwing people into the TV. Or he's linked to it. And then I thought he was going to ask him when the main character runs up on him at the store and he finds him because they're like, he's either here or here. So you go up to the store and you're like, hey, have you seen such and such? And he's like, nah, I haven't really seen him. And that was it. <laughs> All I'm gonna say is that it everything comes around. Okay. They don't just they like the series is really good for not just leaving shit. Hanging. Okay, because I was like, the, are you fucking kidding me? All with Persona, there's almost always a reason why they're showing you something. Okay. And if they're not telling you right away, they'll explain it later. Yeah. In Persona okay. Five, they had a problem I found where it was like they would do that stuff too, and like it might be really obvious to you, but for the game, they will stretch it out over like a long period of time and like keep showing you the same thing to like keep it in your mind. But I'm like, guys. I've seen this we like 10 it. times. Yeah. You don't have to show me again. But it's good. I feel like I've gotten smarter playing the game as well. Wow. Oh, because wow. in because they ask you crazy fucking questions. Yeah, you gotta class, be under shit in And class. I cheat. <laughs> I look up every one of those fucking <laughs> <laughs> Like, they're like, what is it? And I'm like, hold on. <laughs> because it's very important to me that I'm in the top 10% of the class. You right? get bonuses for that, yeah, too. It yeah, it matters. It matters. So. Uh, awesome. Well, I'm excited to keep hearing about your journey through Persona 4 Golden. Darren, what about you? What's new? So, I uh, have been playing a lot of Animal Crossing, but I'm not going to talk about that because I'm sure you're going to talk a lot about Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. Um, we can talk together later. We'll talk together later. But what I will say is I finished Doom Eternal. And? I beat it. Um, and I will say to my brother Sean, if he's watching, I'm not going to talk about spoilers, but if he'd rather 
not hear me talk about Doom at all, just skip, skip ahead, ahead two like, minutes. Yeah. Two minutes. Uh, because he bought the Switch version, and the Switch version hasn't come out yet. Right. So he doesn't want to be spoiled. Sure. Uh, but I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I think um, it was a really, very good game. I think there are some things that I like better in Doom 2016, and there's some things I like better in the new one. Which uh, one do you think is a better overall package? Like, for someone who had not played Doom before... Like for what... someone who had not played either of them, I think that Doom Eternal is the better game because okay. it's got the more exciting gameplay. Is I... Doom the FPS one that came out a long time ago on a computer and you yep. would, like walk through and then they made a movie with it with The Rock? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. exactly that. Yep. Um, and they just released the new one recently and I beat it and it was fantastic and honestly, it was just... I feel like I've been to war. Like, I feel like after every time I played it, I was, like, emotionally and mentally exhausted because the, the I'm playing on ultraviolence difficulty. There's four difficulties, and ultraviolence is the second highest. And it is harder than, in my opinion, the highest difficulty of the previous game. Like, they just, like, shot the difficulty to the roof and, like... They throw so many different types of demons at you by the end of the game simultaneously. And each one, it's like a they've, the developers have described it as a violent game of chess where every demon has like a different role and every demon has like a different counter from the weapons you have in your inventory. So you're <laughs> fighting like 12 different types of demons simultaneously. Each of them have different weaknesses. You have like eight different weapons that you're balancing between. And so you're just like switching and jumping and dashing and running and punching and ripping and just like dying a lot, at least on ultraviolence difficulty. But it's just so addicting. Did you feel that a lot of your deaths were unfair or was it one of those situations where it's like, okay, I know where I fucked up and I know how to handle this better now? Most of the time it was my fault. Uh, I think the only time I felt like it wasn't my fault is I got stuck on the geometry a lot of the levels. Like, mm. I'd get, like, be jumping around and I'd get trapped on a wall and yeah. then i just get, like, ganged up on There's and a lot of... I found there's, like, a lot of platforms and there's a lot... Uh, there's yeah. a lot going on in, like, because... It feels like every time that you go into an encounter, it's almost like an arena that you're in. Yeah. Which is like, there's a, a lot of, of levels, levels yeah, and things which is to jump cool, on. But and... I found the same thing from the bit that I played was just, I kept getting, I either jump off like a cliff, yeah. just, just because like I was like just jumping around like an idiot trying to take yeah, shit yeah, out, yeah, yeah. or I get stuck on something. Yeah. And so you do have to be strategic about where you're going. And like when you die, you repeat, you get better idea of what the arena looks like. So mm-hmm. it happens less, but that's happening. It can be kind of frustrating. And also you can tell this game is designed for PC first this is not designed as a console game and i found that out by watching somebody play the game on pc and it's like night and day because on console to switch your weapons you have so many you have to hold down a button and cycle the wheel but on pc you can press a different button for each weapon so you can swap between all of them mm. instantaneously yeah. which is the optimal way of playing the game well that makes sense because it was released on pc first yeah yeah so for me playing on console it's actually way harder with a controller and I I think by the end of the game I still wasn't super comfortable with the controls and I customized them to like be better for myself and yeah, yeah. I still would totally get like just you'd have brain farts because you get attacked by like ten, 10 demons simultaneously mm-hmm. and you're like I don't know what to do and then you just die yeah um, so but I think gameplay wise it's a much much better game than the first one the, the best like I don't think I could go back to playing it because the first one's going to feel slow in comparison mm-hmm um, the only thing I liked better in the original was the level design I think was better there's I like exploring mm-hmm. I like 
backtracking and like finding key cards to open doors and stuff and they basically scrap that almost entirely from this game it's much more linear there's way less exploration only the couple levels are very open which are my favorite levels in the game but if you rather just like have start to finish action with like very focused then you're gonna love the second game so much better uh, I'm just weird, and I like the exploration and the the downtime. Yeah, yeah. which is fine. Weird. A lot of people like doing that. Uh, yeah, but yeah, fantastic game. The best, actually, honestly, one of the best first person shooters I've played, um, in like ten years. Nice. Like really, I don't like military shooters. I like the arcadey action, like jump around, have a bunch of weapons, and just like be goofy and kill demons. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think it's fantastic. Yeah, from what I've played, I am enjoying it. Um, and Open World Crossing just took over my life, which is why I didn't go back <laughs> to it. Um, but yeah, no, cool. That sounds like fun, Darren. I'm glad you I'm glad you enjoyed it. Really random. There was this cereal that came out with a game. It, like when you bought the cereal, there was yeah. a CD in it. And it was basically like a cereal version of Doom. Chex Quest. Yes. Chex Quest. <laughs> And I couldn't remember what it was. And I remember playing it. And it was basically Doom. It was. It was actually straight up Doom. Yeah. They just like put a Chex coat of paint yeah. over it, which is weird. That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, I, I, maybe it was like a very mild recommendation. But if you like first person shooters, you got to buy Doom Eternal. Seriously. Like, I, I don't want to stress. I mean, I do want to stress how good it is, even though my critique of it I feel was very toned down. You can't stress this enough. I cannot I stress this enough. Cannot stress I am enough. so stressed that I cannot stress more enough. Stress. More stressful. Cocaine. Yeah. Cocaine. We'll do that for you. What's new, Matt? <laughs> Good question, Matt. Uh, <laughs> it's time. Hey, Matt. Hey, what's up? Um, me, I've been playing Animal Crossing to death, but I'm going to talk about that in our next segment. But what I am going to talk about is more Persona. Uh, Persona 5 Royal is finally fucking out, and I squealed like a little bitch yesterday when I loaded that shit up. Yeah, he sent us pictures. <laughs> yeah, he sent us pictures. Senna was sitting there beside me, just being like, just pipping on my head. She's like, I'm glad you're happy. <laughs> I, was, I was like, um, I've put in about an hour and a half so far, so for anybody who's familiar with the game, I essentially just got to school. Um, the game so far has had a major difference in its introduction, um, and then once you kind of actually start playing the game, everything so far has been pretty much the same. But for me, it's been long enough since I played Persona, and like I, I had the itch to replay it for a while, but I kept holding off for Royal that like I remember most things, but I don't remember everything. But even just like hopping back into the back alleys and like starting to run around there again, and even like you see characters that will be important later at the beginning of the game that I didn't even realize at the time <laughs> because I didn't know who they were. Yeah. Like the doctor walks by as you're walk- moving around. As you're going to school, you see the reporter on the way. Oh, like, really? There's a lot of little things that happen yeah. like that. And like even shit like one of the characters from Persona 4 shows up on one of the billboards as you're walking around. It's I just, have no clue. Yeah, and it's just like little things like that that just because now that I'm not only focused on what's happening in the story like I'm also invested in everything around it it's it's interesting to see um yeah but I, I'm early days into it I'm going to play the ever-loving shit out of it um and I just can't wait like I was I'm just really happy to be back in that world and even though I, re- I know that the majority of the game will be similar with the dungeons having some shit changed up and with little, you know things happening a little bit differently here and there um, I am really excited to get to that third semester, which, you know, apparently is, like, the massive deviation. And I'm actually just really, really excited to play Persona 5 again. And I'm not one for replaying games. Mm-hmm. But, like like I said, just hopping back in there and being back 
Wait, is this a re- remake? Essentially, like, Persona, so you're playing Persona 4 Golden. Yeah. Persona 4 was the original version, just like Persona 5 was the original version. Persona as a series always does, like, the original version, mm-hmm. and then maybe three or four late years later, they release, like, a expanded, a, like version. An expanded version. So, like, the Persona 5 Royal, compared to Persona 5, um, has more characters added, has different storylines, has an extra... Oh, like, so it's a different... Like it's is it like an epilogue or something? Is it like a continuation? It's got it has continuation elements. Right? It's almost like an alternate world version of the game, right? Uh, like where like the majority of the story will be the same, but now there is an epilogue added. There is a new character that you that like it's like an extended cut. It's like influences uh, the story and stuff. So like okay. the majority of stuff will be similar if not the same, but like they've added like new ways to get around dungeons. They've added new monsters. Okay, they, so in Persona Four, there's a, a game before per- the one I'm playing. Yeah, yeah. that has my was minus two characters, and it was like minus like yeah, your version has like two extra characters that weren't in the original version. Is yeah. it still the same story? Mostly, again, like same idea. Like it's like it's still a complete story and everything, but essentially they like it's almost like an expansion, but it doesn't just add on to the end. It actually re- re- reworks a lot throughout the story. Is it? But it's basically the same. Story. Yeah. Yeah, basically. But again, like they add add on new characters. Add on new characters. Add on so new. So it's end still game about stuff. the TV and stuff. Persona Four to Persona Four Golden, yes. But again, like. What's the point in the new characters? They change. Certain Do they aspects change it the drastically? Story. Not drastically, because then the game doesn't change. Like like, there it adds stuff to it essentially. So why is Persona Four Golden your favorite versus Persona Four if it's basically the same? game? I never played Persona Four because that was only PS Two. Persona uh-huh. Four Golden was the Vita version that came out. But again, for like they do stuff like they streamline stuff like so in Persona Five. One of the major problems that people had with the game is uh-huh. one of your companions like sometimes makes you go to sleep early, which yeah. like as oh. you know in Persona like it kills time when you have time to be going out and doing stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's a certain character that would make you go to sleep sometimes. And like, you can't like, explore today. You gotta go to sleep. Yeah. It'd actually tell you, like, well, I'm not letting you go outside. Yeah. And, like... Oh, like the, the fucking d- dad. It's, it's similar, but, like, in Persona 5, it's just a different character. Mm-hmm. They've removed a bunch of that in Persona 5 Royal, because they listen to, like, the feedback. They've made things... Mm-hmm. So, like, in the dungeons, there's, like, a different way to get around. The new character shows up and influences certain parts of the story. So, like... That seems like a really smart thing to do as a company. Mm-hmm. Because you're not, like, putting in a lot of hours. You're just, like, we're just gonna... We're gonna repaint a few things. And then release and it then at full price. And then release it again <laughs> at full price. Yeah. Like, it's basically... Like the Pokemon, like they have like a certain Pokemon, like Pokemon thing where they add they add stuff in and like they change certain stuff. But like, is that normal for Japanese games? I don't think it's not no, as a not, whole. No. Okay. Not as a whole. No, there's definitely certain series that do it more. Like it's not just like Fire Emblem did it before with Fates and Revelations, and they had well that was more of like an actual third story. Yeah. I think that was different. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen a lot. Yeah, it's just Persona as a franchise is known for it. Like, oh, okay. people know that they're going to play. And that doesn't take away anything from Persona 5 or Persona 4, like the base versions. Mm-hmm. It's just that, like, things do change in the kind of, like, expanded edition. And, okay. and in the past, it's not always, like, one version is much, much better than the other. Because I've actually heard people say that they prefer Persona 4 
original to Persona 4 Golden, because sometimes when you add more stuff, it makes it longer, and you think that the, the shorter story is a little more concise or something like that. Uh, there, there are people that like it both ways. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so I'm going to keep playing the ever-living shit out of that, but let's hop over to our main topic. So what we're going to be talking about this week is, with a lot of the world now stuck inside, um, kind of living the life that we've been living for the last little while... Uh, we wanted to kind of come up with a bit of like a quarantine gaming kit. Some different games that can help you kind of stay inside or even, you know, mental health in situations like this can be tough as well. For people who maybe need that kind of outside the walks, yeah. the daytime. Yeah, extroverts to are like fucking dying. <laughs> yeah, so like it's depression, especially at times like these, can be a real bitch, right? Mm-hmm. So what we wanted to talk about was just each of us are going to talk about one or two games that we think are worth playing at a time like this, either because maybe it can help you feel a bit better, maybe it can distract you, maybe it can just, you know, help brighten your day a little bit. So if you guys don't mind, uh, I would like to start with Animal Crossing. Go right ahead. Uh, the reason being that I want to talk about Animal Crossing, besides the fact that I've been playing the ever-living shit out of it, I th- genuinely think that this is one of the kindest and most <laughs> delicately made games I've ever played like, full stop. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that the game doesn't rush you to do anything, the way that, like, even myself, you know, struggling with depression before and having gone to therapy, like, there's there's certain aspects of it that it gives you a bit of a checklist and kind of teaches you, hey, like, you can do this at your own pace, do the little things, do the big things, but, like, just kind of go at your own way. And it does not punish you at any point in time for going at your own pace. Like, if you want to run at full speed, you totally can. But if you're, like... Like, a common technique that therapists will use is to break things down. So if you're suffering from heavy depression, and let's say you get up in in the morning and the first thought that you have is, I need to clean my fucking house. I can't get out of bed. Like, I can't Mm -hmm. do this today. A common tactic they'll they'll do is, like, break everything down, right? Mm -hmm. Don't think, clean the house. Think, take out the trash, Mm -hmm. right? Do the first thing. Mm -hmm. Take the first step. Take out the trash. And then be like, okay... Now maybe do the dishes. And it's just piecemealing everything out so it doesn't feel so overwhelming. And I think Animal Crossing does that in a really incredible way because there is a lot to do and there's a lot to make. And it can, I think it can be overwhelming if you're trying to do it all at once. But the game never pressures you to play that way. So like if you want to spend all day just catching bugs and, you know, talking to talking to the villagers, you totally can. It's a game that I think... And it's in its time now. I, I don't think this game could have come out at a more perfect time. Everyone's stuck inside, and they're going to play a game about living outside on an island. Exactly, <laughs> though. But, like, it's that kind of escapism that, like, you meet these animals, and, like, even the animals that can be more annoying, like, they still talk to you. They still, you know, they'll give you shit. They, like, it's a really friendly and, and well-put-together game. And I think now, especially in a time where people are stuck inside, and maybe they do feel a little bit disconnected from friends or family because they can't see them or they are living far away from them. It's almost like a little community of your own that you can build. And, like, I don't think I've ever felt, like, this kind of ownership over a digital space in terms of, like, this is my island. I want to do it this way. These are my residents. I want to take care of them. Like, it really just lets you go at your own pace. And for someone who might be struggling with depression or anxiety, it holds your hand without ever 
like ripping you in a certain direction. It's just kind of gently there. Yeah, I think it's really interesting the way that they do the tutorial for the game because mm-hmm. technically, like the first week of you playing, because um, the for people who don't know, the game runs in real time. Um, so the real time it is now, it's the time it is in the game. So your first real life week of playing the game is technically the tutorial, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really feel like a tutorial. You're still doing stuff that ultimately helps the town in the future. Yeah. And, like, just that that simple, like, the way that the game, like, celebrates everything. Yeah. Like, it's, it's so... Built a bridge, let's have a ceremony. Yeah, it's like, you build a bridge, let's celebrate. You built a ramp, let's celebrate. You cleared some flowers, that's awesome. There's a new person here, let's celebrate that, too. Like, it's just constantly pleasant and, like, without being saccharine, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, it could easily feel like too much and i don't think it crosses that line no so um i i really want people and like and the, the other thing too is that people are like what do you do in this game it's so boring like i really didn't understand it until i played it and even granted it's not for everyone mm-hmm. like chris and madison have been playing it and they're not really enjoying it because they do feel like there's not a lot to do mm-hmm. but again the game is there for you to put in as much as you want into it and it, you know, you can get as much out of it as you as you want. Yeah. So you, you get more out of it if you take more ownership over everything. If yeah. you treat it kind of like, oh, it's just a game where I'm getting like, oh, great, I got a new shirt. Yeah. Like, who cares? But like, if you treat it like this is my house, I want to make my house look nice. This is my garden. Yeah. I want to make my garden look nice for its own reward because you're designing the world. Uh, then you get much, much more out of it. Yeah, so I just, I really think that this is a really special game. And like, I checked my game clock because, you know, the Switch gives you your game yeah. clock after the first week. Yeah. And I've put over 60 hours into it already. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> yeah, because it says 60 hours or more. So like, <laughs> I've been playing that fucking game. But I just think it's, I think it's a super pleasant, positive, just really calming experience. And like, I've never done anything like this in a game before but the other day i literally sat there for 10 minutes like with my camera pointed to the sky looking for shooting stars like it's just like it's like literally like i literally just sat there looking for shooting stars because like again like it rewards you for doing everything and it's just it's such a nice experience especially in a time now where people might be feeling anxious might be feeling depressed might be feeling isolated and like it's you're seeing people do amazing shit online like people are doing graduations through animal costumes people are doing weddings through animal crossing like birthday events <laughs> just because like it gives again people a sense of ownership to be able to be like come to my island let's hang out here yeah. I, I think that's really fucking special yeah i think it's cool like for me um my family everybody in my family has their own copy of animal crossing because they all love animal crossing um i played animal crossing back when it first came out on the gamecube and we all played it together and now that we're older we all have our own switches and things like that i think it's really fun for i can't find a switch i know they're so hard to find it uh, i think uh my brother found like the world's last copy of the animal crossing special edition switch for my mom for her birthday that had to be expensive uh it's the same price as a regular switch it's uh, just finding it. It's just finding, oh, it's finding it. Yeah. Um, but I think it's really cool for them to come visit me and for me to go visit them because it feels like we're actually there. Like, we're on other sides of the world, um, but we can still, like, be in the same place at the same time. And mm. I think that's really cool. And also weird for them to come visit my town 
when it's daytime for me and nighttime for them. Like, they're crossing time zones. Does that you know? actually happen? It does. Wow, that's really cool. So when I visit them, it's, like, the opposite time of day. Right. Um, and, uh, like, so it, it's, like, weird for them. Like, wow, it's so bright. And outside, it's, like, dark. It feels like you're, like, actually visiting like Korea new. or yeah. something like that. So, um, yeah, it's really cool. Destiny, I'd be really curious, like, once we find you a Switch... Um, yeah, they're to, sold out everywhere. To hear what you think about the game, because just I think, like I, I said, I played the pocket version of it. Pocket camp, yeah, yeah, which was cute, but it was more like decorating and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and then I got bored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there is more to do uh, in this game. Like, I actually just got my new residential service building today, and I go in and I have like. 10 different things that Tom Nook wants me to do. Like, oh, hey, can you add a ramp? Can you add a new bridge? Can you uh, add a campsite? Can you do this all this stuff? And I'm like, holy crap. It really does sound like the game I'm playing that I'm going to talk about. Yeah. Cool. So cool. Yeah, so that's that's my take on Animal Crossing. I just think that if you're stuck inside, if you feel like a bit disconnected and you're looking for just a sunny, positive experience that can maybe just help you feel a bit better, go check out Animal Crossing New Horizons. Yeah. Destiny, let's have you go next. So, um, a game that... Well, I was going to talk about two games, but I don't know if we're going to have enough time, so I'm just going to talk about one. Um, that I got into because everybody's playing Animal Crossing, <laughs> and I can't play it. Um, I found this game on Steam called Dayland. Ooh. And it's basically this little boy on this planet, and you have this planet that you have to take care of, and you have like a, you have to farm, you have to catch fish, and you have people who visit your planet, and they give you tasks to do. And they're like, okay, if you get me a fish, then um, I'll give you the recipe to this, or mm -hmm. I'll show you how to do this. And then right. like you get that for them, and they show you how to do something different. You upgrade your house so that you can have a kitchen, uh, so that you have you can have a workshop. You also have to fight monsters. So right now, I only get three visitors. The first uh, visitor is the one who actually, like, came and discovered the planet and didn't realize I was already on it. Mm -hmm. And then there's, like, this traveling cook who comes. And then there's also, like, this magician who comes. And they all sell different things, and you can sell things to them to earn money. Okay. Um, and they give you tasks to do. Um, also, you... You um. You also like what it was not harvest. What's the word I'm looking for when you go out gathering? So there's like gathering in the game. Um, there's building in the game. So right now I have to build a fence around my farm that I have, and I just got new seeds because sometimes asteroids will. Okay, so you have this planet, <laughs> and you can actually. Um, go outside of the planet and rotate it. So when it's raining... You can rotate the planet can, itself? Yeah, you can rotate the planet itself. Oh so God. when it's raining, um, you can rotate the planet so that the rain clouds will fall right over your crops and they'll make them grow faster. That's amazing. Um, also, like, it'll warn you if there are asteroids, so you rotate your planet so it doesn't hit any of your things. That's cool. And then you can go mine the asteroids and get, like... Sometimes you get seeds from other planets. Like, mm -hmm. I just got watermelon seeds. And sometimes you get, like, special um, stones and ores from it. it. It's actually really fun. It's, <laughs> I really like it. It's very chill. You can't go visit other people, but um, they actually made the game free for a while. From oh, I cool. think from, um, from the 20th to the 23rd of March, they made it free because of the coronavirus. Okay. And they continued um, giving it out at a 90% discount. 
That's amazing. So it's up until April 6th. It's like a dollar something. Yeah, I just see it's $1.29. Can yeah. I give a really quick shout out to all the developers and publishers that have been doing the same thing? Oh, yeah. yeah. Square like... Enix came through too with the giving away Tomb Raider for free. Oh, They're did they like... really? Yeah. The latest one. Oh my god. Yes. Yeah, they like uh, the Jackbox folks did that. Yeah. The same. They had J- Drawful 2 for like 10 cents. Yes. Like... Yeah, I got, uh, I got six games this week and spent $20. Yeah, because yeah. of all the discounts. Yeah, um, I got Jawful for free. Yeah, yeah. If you got it on Steam, I think you got it for free. Mm-hmm. But if you got it on the Switch, you had to pay like ten, 10 cents, 10, 10 cents or mm-hmm. something. I think that's like the lowest they're allowed to charge yeah. for a game or something like that. It's awesome. Um, yeah, good for them. And like, I I know they're gonna take like a huge hit on profits. Um, but like, that's but also really I think nice. like. Like, that could help them in the long run. Yeah. You I, know what I mean? Yeah. I think people will remember this, and when the next thing comes around, if they're more financially stable, I think they'll be more likely to yeah. do something, right? I know the fact that, like, these certain games, like, uh, certain um, companies that have been doing it, I've actually started following them mm-hmm. on Steam, which I don't usually do, but now that I know that they're, like, open to doing something like that for the public, mm-hmm. I think that's amazing. So... Also, I just want to tell people, continue to look online and, like, go through Google search and look for games because, like, different um, developers, and developers like, at different times are, like, giving things away for free because they want you to stay inside. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome. So, Dayland, huge thumbs up. Yes. I would recommend you guys trying it if you like. If you like Animal Crossing, yeah. you'll like this. Have you played Stardew Valley before? Yes, I have it. I have a hundred and like seventy-eight hours in starting. Oh my lord! Uh, How is this? How would this compare in terms of like gameplay uh, to uh, Stardew Valley? Dayland or Dayland? Um, Dayland is more you're by yourself, and there's not so much interaction with like a whole town because Mm -hmm. the whole planet is yours. Mm -hmm. But there's still the idea of like you have to there's not so much grinding in Stardew Valley there is a point where you need to grind a little bit and you go into like a cave system and grind to get to the lower level there's no relationship you're not building relationships with people um there's no seasons which I just realized uh because in Stardew Valley you have all four seasons Mm -hmm. um and in Stardew Valley, people don't give you tasks to really do as much. I mean, they do sometimes, like, they'll say, like, they need something and you can do it or yeah. don't do it. But here, when they give you a task, you need to do it mm-hmm. to progress through the game. Like, it's not like you need to do it right now, yeah, but, but if you want to get, get to it, yeah, you still need to get it done. Nice. That's interesting. Uh-huh. But they're both very chill games. Yeah, yeah I, think, I, like. I think especially for a buck twenty-nine, even if I don't play it anytime soon, I'd like to just support the devs for doing yeah. something like that. So cool. I think I will buy it. Yeah. Darren, what about you? What's a game that you think should go into our little quarantine toolkit? Okay, so uh, before I get to the game, uh, <laughs> I want to say that originally when we were coming up with things, I had a hard time coming up with a specific game. Because uh, I think for me, when I personally am in a quarantine situation like this, I like to go back and I don't like to play like a specific type of game. I like to go back and play games from my past. I like to like revisit old games that I haven't played in a while and replay them and because I think one of the best ways to kind of get over the the sad the um, how was the, the definite like the definition was sad stand for again seasonal, seasonal affective disorder yeah seasonal affective disorder or uh, uh, so really? I like to or is it seasonal something depression no I mean like has that always been what sad stands for 
Yeah, like no, the technical term. Oh, okay. Like the, the, I was like, like what? Yeah, no. What does MAD stand for? Like, I was like... <laughs> no, 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 SAD, like the seasonal affective disorder. Yeah. Okay. It's an so abbreviation it's like, for, like, a depression that usually affects people... In during like the seasons, winter, yeah. As the seasons change. It's yeah. just, like, especially around winter time. Yeah. I so, love winter. So I like winter, too, you know? Um, but... I think the best way to get over that kind of thing is to play games that you have fond memories of from your past. You can kind of like revisit those old memories. Mm. So I went back and I played some Metroid Prime or I, went, I maybe go play like an old JRPG. I think the idea for me is I want to find a game that's long that I can dedicate a lot of time to. And that you enjoy. And that I enjoyed. So. And do you think that's also because of like that nostalgia bit? Like you said, like the it's just kind of like yeah. the walking back to something that's a little bit of a better time? Yeah, I think the nostalgia bit's very, very important. Um, so I was thinking of games like, yeah, Metroid Prime or like playing Chrono Trigger or Chrono Cross or like playing um, Guitar Hero, something like rhythm music based to like get music in my life, to get myself positive. Um, but, uh, that is all going to vary wildly by person. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I'm going to pick one game that's none of those things except for long. And I'm going <laughs> to say Death Stranding. And I, I, it's a surprising choice probably, but I actually do think Death Stranding is a good game to play at this point in time for a number of reasons. Uh, one is very long and you can dedicate a lot of time to it. Uh, but the more important thing is I think the themes that the game is trying to explore I think are really important at this point in time because mm -hmm. um, the themes of the game are trying to rebuild a society that is disconnected from each other, mm -hmm. socially distanced, mm -hmm. and you're trying to build the bridges and try and bring the society back together. And so I know there's a lot of uh, negativity in the world and negativity about our, you know, maybe some things going on, some current events. Um, so I think it's a very positive experience to be playing the person that is taking action to help fix those things. Mm -hmm. And I know the game has a lot of issues with its story in terms of how much sense it makes, which I will not disagree with. But... There is a lot of gameplay to Death Stranding that is not related to the main story. And I think it's the side quests and just the act of like going outside and helping people. And the way the game has a system where when you build things, people can give you likes because they're going to use it. So I think that um, it's just a really good game to play at this point in time. I think, like, it's funny seeing uh, people's reactions online now because they're like, shit, Kojima was right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you do need the delivery people. Like, it's just, it's a super interesting timing of it, I think. And so I actually did watch a story summary. We'll talk about the full Death Stranding stuff next week just because I... You watched, like, 16 minutes. <laughs> I'll watch more then. I'll watch okay. more before next week. Um <laughs> But, yeah, I think I think it's a good pick, and I think especially because, like... Your mileage may vary depending on how much you enjoy See, the story. I would disagree, but that's just... Why do you think so? I think it's a, a lonely game to play. I think, like, because, okay, people who are stuck inside, right? Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> they want to go outside because they... I feel it's not just about seeing nature because you could just look out the window. Of course, of course. But, like, having that interaction with people. And there are so many stretches of just long periods of time where you don't see 
anyone in the game. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and I would agree with that. I think it depends on the person, though. Uh, Like, for me, I kind of like playing a character who's in a similar situation as myself. Mm. So some people might actually enjoy or, like, uh, empathize with uh, Sam uh, in that, like, loneliness. I also think that it also, like, depends on the person in the way that, like, how proactive they feel like they need to be. Like, I have some friends who, like, are going stir-crazy right now just because they literally can't do anything about it. You know what I mean? Like, if you're sick or if, or if there's something going on, like, I'm not talking about coronavirus, mm. it's, like, regular sick. Like, you, you know what steps to take. You go to the doctor, you take the medicine, you do what you need to do. But in a situation like this where you literally have to just sit inside and wait, playing a game like that might feel like they have a bit of agency and they can yeah. actually do something about it. Yeah. But, again, like you said, D, if otherwise, like if that loneliness can be suffocating for some people, right? Like, I think I think it really depends on the type of yeah. person that you are. So that's what I'd like to submit this game with a large asterisk applied to it, mm-hmm. where be prepared to have long stretches of loneliness. And if you're okay with that, I think it might actually uh, have a positive effect. I actually, it, the game had a positive effect on me. I actually really liked uh, the things that it was trying to represent, and it helped me kind of organize my own thoughts about taking things one step at a time, like you were talking about Animal Crossing. But yeah, so it's not going to fit everyone, but for those it does fit, I think it might help. Nice. Uh, okay, is there any other games quickly that we want to talk about before we move off this topic? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, have, I have one more that I'd like to talk Go. about quickly, okay. too. Uh, the game that I want to talk about is called A Short Hike. Um, It's available on Steam. Uh, Is it about a short hike? Yes, it is. It is uh, almost like Animal Crossing meets Death Stranding in kind of like a funny way. Oh my god. Where you play this little bird who has to come to this little island, right? And it's basically just about the story of the bird's hike up the thing, Mm -hmm. up, up the mountain. And like there's a story to it and like there's little things that you do along the way. But again, like the art style and everything about it, like it's a super chill relaxed experience that actually has some interesting emotional moments to it but like you can get it done in like two or three hours it's not a long game so it's something that you can do like in one sitting Mm -hmm. but again like the music in it the way that the graphics look the way that the story kind of develops and just how incredibly serene the game feels like you'll find golden feathers which will let you fly for longer you'll meet other residents of the island and whatever so like it's again like it's just meant to be like a short narrative experience mm-hmm. but for a bit of positivity and a bit of just like again if you do feel like you need to get outside and do something and you want to do it virtually i think a short hike is a great game if you want to sit down and play in one setting and just go on a bit of a walk talk nice. to some other animals do some fun stuff and again it, it does hit nicely <coughs> at certain points so i i do think a short hike is a great game to play at a time like this too Destiny, what's the other one that's gotten um, around in your life? I was going to say, like, it's an old game, and, like, a lot of people play it, and most people think it's a kid's game now, but I really enjoyed playing Minecraft with everyone. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not, like, it's it's also a very chill game. You, you can either be creative and <laughs> do something in it, or you could just fuck around and do nothing in it. Like, it's, yeah. it's up to you. But, okay... The reason why I think it's an important is because I'm more of an introvert, mm-hmm. but I do get, like, times where I want to be around other people but not be yeah. around other yeah. people. Yeah. So I feel like for people who are kind of like me um, or people who are extroverted and just, you know, need that interaction with other people, um, Minecraft is a great game to play with other people. Mm-hmm. Like, 
you pick the people you enjoy being with and you go in and you have this whole world that you can explore, build in, kill monsters in, do silly things in, build giant fucking massive buildings of lava. <laughs> Great idea. Whoever fucking did that, genius. <laughs> I mean, like, but, like, when you look back on it, it was all fun. It was. You know what it I mean? Was. Like, all of it was fun. So, and you I... Can, you can put as much time into it as you want or yes. as little time into it as you want. You know what I mean? Like, just... I, I think that, like... A similar thing about a bunch of the games that we talked about, even like uh, Dayland, Animal Crossing, Stardew, uh, Minecraft, and even Death Stranding in a way. I think a good thing about all these games is that just the feeling of agency that you have in each of them. Mm-hmm. Death Stranding varies a little bit just because you have something that you're doing, but yeah. things like Minecraft and Animal Crossing and stuff, like you're able to do what you want the way you want it to, and it, like you, it flexes that creativity, it flexes that brain of yours yeah. a little bit. For and like for a lot of people who might just be stuck inside could give them a good reason to actually get mentally active a little yeah, bit. Yeah, because there's yeah. always something to do Yeah. in those games. And, and you choose that. And you know? choose it, you know? So, yeah. Nice. Okay, uh, before we hop off this topic to talk about Abinity News, there's one last thing that I want to talk about relating to this quarantine toolkit. And that's, I want to sh- give a big shout-out to an author and just generally awesome person named Shay Serrano. He is a Mexican-American who's been writing for a few years now. He was a teacher before, and essentially he found that his writing was starting to catch up to his teaching. He ended up leaving his teaching job to become a writer. He's written books, uh, he's written essays, sorry, and kind of books about rap and about the NBA. He's written one about a collection of visual essays on The Office, and he's just released one about Scrubs. Oh, wow. Um, I've picked up the one from Scrubs. I haven't started reading it yet, but... Uh, from what from what I've seen, he's really fucking cool. But the reason I want to shout him out, and if you want to follow him on Twitter, that's where he's been most active, and that's kind of where I've seen him um, popping off, is because he has cultivated this online community that he refers to as the FOH. And what he says that stands as, as forging original heroes. And the cool thing about Shay is that he's an insanely positive... Uh, influencer in this time and day now especially he is always telling people to chase their dreams to go after their shit and to work hard but the cool thing that he's been doing in the last couple weeks as this quarantine's kind of taken over is he's just been sending people money and he's essentially put out a call saying like almost daily now he's been like i have two thousand to give away post a picture of your bill and i'll send you the money so you can cover it if you're out of work now if you've lost your job if you're stuck inside and your job isn't paying you like, he's like, I have money for rent. I have money to take care of my kids. Let me do some good. And the incredible thing is, besides the fact that he and a couple of the other people, like he's gotten some more money from some NBA players and from different people, they've given away almost $40,000 in the last few weeks just to people who need it. He'd put out tweets like, if you're stuck in the service industry, like in the restaurants, and you have to work, like, post a picture of you in your work outfit, and I'll send you money to cover your bills. He did a... He literally said, like, I got scouted to talk to... I like, got a corporate event online. They paid me 1500 bucks. Here's 1500 bucks to somebody who needs it. That's great. And he's just this incredibly positive influence. And the, the, the really, really cool fucking thing is, is that his followers have also started doing this. Oh, wow. Where, like, he'll, like, quote tweet the people that he's done it for so that people know, like 
who's gotten money. And some of his followers will actually pick out other people in the tweet threads and send them money just oh to help God. out. So it's it's just this incredibly positive thing that he's doing. Like we talked a little bit about the developers doing it and publishers mm-hmm. doing it. This is just a guy looking to do the right thing. So if you're into following someone who just is genuinely feels really fucking awesome, and it's so funny because... He is always just himself, and the people around him just rally that. So I think that if you can, check him out, give him a follow, you know, check out his books if any of them sound interesting to you. I picked up the Scrubs one immediately because I love Scrubs to death, and especially now that Zach Braff and Donald Faison are doing a (laughs) uh, podcast about it too, even more amped. Check it out. He's fucking awesome. The FOH is an amazing online community, and I think that it just deserves to be shouted out. That's, That's awesome. great. We need more people like that in this world. Exactly. I agree. All right. We have a bit of news to talk about. The first one comes from Adam Bankhurst over at IGN. Nintendo reportedly planning Mario remasters for Switch to celebrate the Super Mario Bros. 35th anniversary. So there's been a bunch of rumors going around, but basically to summarize, um, there are heavy rumors talking about a special Mario collection in honor of Super Mario's 35th anniversary. So, apparently... He's only 35? He's only 35. (laughs) There's a funny video I saw about how... Shout out to Polygon about a video, Will Mario Retire and How Long Does He Have to Save Up Coins to Retire? (laughs) And... uh, older than that when did the first the 35th anniversary it came out in like 87 88 the first Mario it came out before that no, no if it's 35 it came well, out in 86 well I think the, they count it based on the release of the first Super Mario Brothers not uh, the Mario Bros Arcade okay cause I was like yeah I think right. I think I think he they counted, needs to be at least like 40 so I thought he was older I think that's when the, yeah they counted Super based Mario on, Bros came out in 85 yeah so they're basing it on the Super Mario Bros. Okay, not, so the yeah, one that got released on Nintendo. Yeah, the arcade game is older than that. Okay. Yeah, but essentially there's rumors that they're planning remasters of the games. Uh, there's apparently a collection coming with 64, Sunshine, and Galaxy all That's being good. brought in as a collection as the Switch. I'm fucking amped. Darren, which one are you most excited to play out of that collection? Uh, the, if it's real. If it's real. Also, I want to say that like there's been a lot of people reporting on it, so this isn't something that's just like one random website. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people that are trying to verify this rumor. Um, Nintendo doesn't normally release collections like this. This is out of the ordinary for them. They've only done it twice before, at least uh, in the recent Nintendo years, which was a Mario All-Stars collection for Mario's 25th anniversary, uh-huh. which was just a re-release of Super Mario All-Stars for the SNES, and they did a Kirby's Dream collection that was like five Kirby games. Nice. Uh, for the Wii. Both of those for the, for the Wii. And so, out of Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, Super Mario Galaxy, I am the most stoked to play Galaxy. I played Galaxy the most out of all of those, and I would rather play Galaxy just again. But I, I just love Galaxy <laughs> so much. What about you, Destiny? Any of those three do anything for you? No. No? I mean, like, I would rather play, like, the old Super NES games. Yeah. So if they were yeah. going to, like, re-release those, that would be dope as Some fun. of them are on the online services. Yeah, I would Switch. totally play those. Because I, yeah. I have more memories, like, sitting down with friends and, like, playing those than yeah. I do, like... Yeah, I think they're not re-releasing it because if you have the online mode for Switch, you can already play them all. So they're... I don't have a Switch. 
Uh, I'm, which one do you want to play the most? I'm Amped on Sunshine. Yeah? I remember playing the ever-living shit out of that game when I was younger, and I've always wanted to go back to it. I loved Sunshine at the time. Yeah. It's a hard game. I know. I remember. But, like, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to give Sunshine another whirl. Uh, the other things that are apparently Mario-related coming out, there's apparently a port of Super Mario 3D World coming that's supposed, that's supposed to be, like, a deluxe version mm-hmm. that comes with new levels and content. I am insanely excited about that. Senna and I beat the, uh, like, played the shit out of 3D World, and we almost 100%ed it, like, Secret Worlds and all. Yeah. So I'm really excited to be able to go back to that, and I know she is too. Um, so I'm really, really excited about that. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Kind of unprecedented if they actually re-released all those Mario games. And apparently there's a new Paper Mario game coming that's supposed to be more in vain with the N64 and GameCube era. Darren, are you stoked? That just tickles me so hard. Tickles that pickle? I... I cannot... Why are you looking at me when you say that? I cannot... Oh my god! Look me in the eyes, <laughs> no. Destiny, when no. I tell you how tickled I am to hear that there's a new Paper Mario coming. <laughs> I have been waiting for so long for a new proper Paper Mario game. Paper Mario on the N64 is one of my favorite games of all time. Thousand Year Door is the one. Mario is really cute. The one that was Thousand Year Door is the GameCube one, right? That's the one that people say is the best one. one. I can see why people say it's the best one. I don't. I I prefer the original. Okay. I can see why people like the GameCube one the best. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, that would be amazing. I think it's because uh, Paper Mario as a series has been bombing pretty hard so i'm actually kind of surprised they want to bring it back but um well well, i've heard a lot of the later ones changed the formula a bit too much and people didn't like what they were doing yeah so i think finally nintendo is like well maybe we'll listen maybe we fucked it yeah nice well i mean allegedly they were supposed to be revealing a bunch of this shit come at e3 but that's obviously not happening there are other rumors going around that their e3 planes were also supposed to include pikmin like, the Pikmin 3 port and the Metro Prime 4 trailer. There's, like, this weird fucking thing where, like, do you know what, do you know what Flip Note is? Oh, yeah, that's from uh, the DS. Yeah, apparently they're bringing that back. Oh. And somebody data-mined it. What? And found, like, possibly Flip Note things from devs. What? Talking about what they're supposed to be announcing. Like, the Mario stuff was there. Like, there's all this stuff that, like... Oh, my so God. It's it's super Can't hilarious. Can't nothing secret no more. Yeah, it's no. super hilarious if this ends up being true, but, yeah. The other piece of news that we're going to talk about very quickly, uh, Nintendo dropped a Nintendo Direct Mini out of fucking nowhere one night. Yeah. Um, they just literally said, here you go, here's half an hour of new shit coming. Um, I'm going to be pulling from Connor Sheridan's article over at Games Radar. I'm going to just quickly read through a bunch of the announcements, and then Darren, I just want you to tell me one that that, that tickles that pickle sure. again. Uh, they announced that Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition is coming May 29th. Mm-hmm. Bioshock, Borderlands, and XCOM collections are heading May 29th as well, all three of them coming in separate collections. The Marvel Alliance 3 Black Order Shadow of Doom DLC <laughs> is out. Uh, Shinsekai Into the Depths also out. Animal Crossing gets some free updates in April for Bunny Day and for Earth Day later on in the month. Good Job, which is like a little, it looks like a cute little game, comes out now. It's already out. Yeah, by the way, shout out to uh, Good Job. I didn't realize this watching the Direct. It's actually developed by Nintendo. That's an official Nintendo game. Oh, no shit. Yeah, it was not an indie game. Nintendo made this random indie-style game and just put it out on the... That's kind of dope. ...the play shop, yeah. Catherine Full Body comes July 7th. Ring Fit also got another update to add this, like, rhythm mode. Pretty cute. King's Bounty 2 is coming out sometime in 2020, whatever the fuck that is. Uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, there's some new ARMS character coming. Cool. Yeah. Bravely Default 2 got a trailer... 
Clubhouse Games 51 Worldwide Classics got a trailer coming back June 5th where it's just like 51 different games like Go and Chess and other shit. Yeah, basically any kind of like card or yeah. regular style board game you can think of is collected in this. Well, Nin- it was kind of cool actually. Ninjala is coming May 27th. It looks like Splatoon mixed with ninjas, mixed with arms kind of thing. It's, where it's like some ninja brawler. It's weird. Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy is out. Episode 1 Pod Racer, motherfucker, is N64 coming soon. N64 Pod Racing game is being ported to Switch. Yeah. Panzer Dragoon <laughs> Remake is also out. Trials of Mana got a new trailer coming April 24th. And they ended it with a motherfucking Pokemon Sword and Shield DLC bullshit again. Fuck that fucking DLC. Anyways, Darren, out of all that, what is one thing that gets you excited? I know we're running a little long on this podcast, but I have to say one thing. Okay. We're talking about Pikmin 3 port. Nintendo, where's Pikmin 4? Pikmin 4, Miyamoto said in an interview like seven years ago that Pikmin 4 was done. He actually said it was basically done. And where is it? I don't want Pikmin 3 port. I want Pikmin 4, goddammit. Anyways, get back to your question. Yeah. Add those feelings I had to work through. That's fine. Work through them. Um, <laughs> Do it live. And, uh, well, clearly I'm the most tickled by Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. Xenoblade Chronicles for the Wii is also one of my favorite games of all time and um this definitive edition looks gorgeous there's a bunch of people that are saying it's just like a remaster like they haven't done anything crazy to the graphics that's bullshit like someone took a picture of the goddamn bridge from the first area and the bridge in the wii game looked like a cardboard box it was like the textures were so low resolution. Man, you're all about them bridges, eh? <laughs> all about them bridges. Bridging people together. And shitty cardboard box bridges. And you look at the trailer for the new game, that bridge looks beautiful. It looks like a Switch Immaculate. cardboard box. <laughs> it looks like a Switch cardboard box. Not a fucking Wii cardboard box. No. That's a fucking Switch cardboard box. Yeah. But no, the thing that most excites me about uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition is... Not only will it like look better, because the first game's graphics have not aged very well. Uh, it looked really good for a Wii game, but like that's not saying much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got an epilogue added into the game. They actually added a whole new chapter to the end so of the game. So they personified it? Yes. <laughs> uh, and this chapter, from what I can tell, will bridge Xenoblade Chronicles 1 and 2 more definitively. That's just Which speculation. Which is why it's the definitive edition. <laughs> I did not even try to do that. But yeah, I'm just really excited to see um, kind of like how they link the two together. Because they were linked before, but like not super directly. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Destiny, anything out of all that do anything for you? Nothing quite tickles my pickle. You mean uh, the, what was it? Fucking clubhouse games 55 worldwide classics that trailer was far too fucking long for that direct going over 51 different classic games doesn't do anything for you classically but you can play mahjong and checkers and go and, and chess. hockey and nah solitaire i'm fair, good fair enough uh for me when is fucking streets of rage coming out oh that's a good question that is a good question they announced that like a while ago yes yeah, Nintendo has a habit of release, uh, announcing things and then never talking about it again. That's what I'm fucking excited for. for. That was part of the 2020. last... That was part of the last Indie uh, Direct, I think, right? The one before last. The one before last Indie yeah. Direct. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that uh, really got me excited out of that Direct, uh, I'm stoked on the Animal Crossing stuff, obviously, because I've been playing a lot of it. Um, a new update... Uh, two new updates in April is cool, which is more than I thought we were going to get. Have you played Animal Crossing today? Uh, yes, 
I Spring act- is here, my friend. I actually hate the Bunny Day update because now every time I want to fish, I pull a fucking egg out of the water. I haven't tried bunnying yet. I played it before fucking the rabbit showed up. Oh my god. You cannot, like... <laughs> Destiny, what did you find? You're in the Sonic movie. <laughs> Where he the turtle. Uh, and he's running to the lake. There's this video with Sonic. It's and not too... Sorry, everyone. Technical difficulties in our end. Uh, <laughs> essentially, yeah, so the Animal Crossing stuff, I'm excited for. The only other thing that gets me excited at all is um, Catherine. I've always been curious to play oh, that yeah, game, and body. now that the full body version is coming, and sorry, <laughs> it's. In the video where Sonic the Hedgehog is holding the turtle, he lets go of the turtle, it cuts to a news report of the turtle. Did you see it? I saw. Destiny, can you link me this? I'll put this in the show notes. So if anybody else wants to hear why you're fucking dying, (laughs) (laughs) we'll put it in the show notes. Uh, Yeah, and then Brave Default 2 looks cool. I'm going to try the demo. Other than that. Yeah. I'm really curious as to what they're going to do come June because I think they're going to need a new direct. The only thing that we know about the latest thing is like Catherine, which is coming at the beginning of July. You never played the first one? Catherine? Yeah. This is like a, also like an expanded edition. Yeah, this there have only been one Catherine game. They just yeah. keep re-releasing it with different extra stuff. Yeah. But clearly this Direct was just like a holdover to show their investors. Like, we've got something that we're working on. Yeah. Stay tuned. Yeah, Q4 is ending. You know, 2019 Q4. Q1 2020 starting. Yeah. We need to we need to get something here on the I board gu- here. I guarantee you if, it, if it, we weren't in today's circumstances with the virus and everything, then uh, they would have had more to show. Yeah, I agree. I just smacked my fucking wrist on this fucking thing. I think it's time to go. Yeah, I think we're breaking it <laughs> a little bit. Okay, everybody. Uh, thank you again for tuning in. Darren, before we get going, is there anything left ra- banging around in that big old brain of yours? Uh, play. If you want another game to play, play something story-related. I think that's the thing. Like, uh, play something where either you're creating your own story or play something that has a really deep story that you can be invested in because I think that's what's going to help you get through this. Cool. Destiny, what about you? Anything else to say? Yo, like, stay healthy, keep washing your hands, especially in America. You guys are about to get hit really hard. If You already yeah. are getting hit really hard. and Stop going to the beach. I'm really, really nervous and scared for, like, my family over there because people just don't seem to fucking get it. Um, it's gotten so bad that they're almost at the same... They're almost... At the same point that Italy was, well, that Italy is still at, where they're having to pick and choose who gets to live and who gets yeah. to die. So, um, please just be careful and stay inside. There's absolutely no fucking reason why you should be outside like unless it's you, you, you're getting the bare essentials or you, you have to be mm-hmm. outside. Like, I get that you're like tired and you you want to go out but take it from someone or take it from us like we've been in quarantine for the past four weeks yeah we get it but like for real if if you take anything from this i mean look at how korea is handling the situation Mm -hmm. and don't leave it all to the u.s government or the canadian (laughs) government Mm -hmm. um you have to be responsible for yourself the key is that even if you're young and healthy, maybe if you get sick, you'll be fine, but you're putting other people at risk. 
because it's uh, staying inside is not just about keeping yourself healthy. It's about keeping everyone healthy. And especially if you're young, you could get the virus and not even know it and spread that shit around. And then to someone who could be at risk, like just just stay the fucking side. The sooner everybody gets serious about it and, you know, stays away from each other. Yeah. The sooner this is all going to be over. So please stay safe. Don't be fucking dumb. Even with that being said, like, uh, it doesn't matter if you're young and healthy. Like, you can still get it yeah. and get sick and you have, could die. Have yeah. your lungs fucked up for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah. so um, yeah. please take care. Please take care. That's a great note to end on, Destiny. So everybody, please continue listening, watching. We are pushing our Facebook more than ever. And if you could share this, so tell your friends, everybody's stuck inside anyway without shit to do. Maybe they could listen to our podcast. Maybe they'll like it. Maybe they'll it'll, it'll do something for someone that will help them get through at least a couple hours. So we love you all very much. You can catch us on Spotify, on Podbean, on SoundCloud, on, on Apple. Apple, on all the major public services when it comes to podcasts. Please stay safe. Please keep being awesome. We love all the support. Thank you so much, everyone. We'll see you next week. Peace. Oh, bye. Boop, boop, titty. Das to me. Das Yeah. Please don't.